This is episode 131, being with the full spectrum of your emotions. Welcome, I am your host, Claire Obeyed. Woman Awake is a soul-led journey of awakening through motherhood and womanhood. Woman Awake explores the soul-based, spirit-fueled, somatic and energetic journey of awakening, of consciousness. The power of an awakened woman lives in her life alignment, her inner attunement and her embodied transformation. This is not just my journey, but it is ours and together we seek to free our mind, feel our body, feed our soul and to hear our heart. As women, as mamas, we seek clarity, we embrace the truth, we dive into the discomfort of our shadows, we honour our healing and we be fully with our humanness whilst also being in our divinity too. Welcome beautiful ones, welcome back to the Woman Awake podcast this week. As always, I'm so excited to be on the mic and ready to chat with you and explore all of the things that make up a woman who is awake in the world. And that relates to, of course, our journey with our bodies, with our well-being, with our consciousness, with our intimacy, with our pleasure, with our joy, with our aliveness, with our spirituality, with our parenting, all of it. So today we're going to dive into a little story and a little share around creating emotional safety and stretching our capacity and respect and understanding for emotions for ourselves as women, as humans of the world, but also for our children. But before I dive into this little story share, I just want to remind you all that the Elemental Womb begins this Sunday, November the 6th. I am so excited to bring this beautiful six-week journey to you. This is available for all of you. So whether you're in person here on the coast, you can attend live with me in the flesh in the room or on Zoom where I'll be guiding the session in tandem at the same time. So it's a 90-minute practice session where we dive into Magdalene womb yoga, kundalini, tantra practices, breath practices, energy medicine, Egyptian energy medicine, ah, EFT, so much, so much. We still have places available, so head on over to the link in the bio. It's only 222 to join, and you receive a suite, a digital suite of 10 products mini classes that you can enjoy between our sessions. So I am thrilled to bits to be able to take you through a practice that is part of my daily life and experience, a practice that is about coming home to yourself, about creating safety in your body, creating embodiment for your soul to fully land, accessing the wisdom of your womb and your heart, opening your channels, your third eye and your crown to receive higher guidance and wisdom, healing from the inside out. This is a space of practice. This is not about more information to download and to understand. This is about being, being in this journey together. So all that set aside, set aside now, I would love to dive into today's episode with you. So this particular morning, where this story unfolds, was another morning of early wake-ups with children who were once again coming down with some other virus. It's definitely been one of those years in our family with lots of mild viruses and coughs and all sorts of stuff, which of course is a given considering we locked down the world for two years. <laughs> so this particular morning, I was feeling a little bit cranky. 
my morning sadhana was interrupted, as it usually is, if I'm honest, but for some reason this particular morning I wasn't really okay with it. I'd also had a week of very vivid, intense and quite psychic dreams off the back of the Scorpio new moon and eclipse, so it was intense. And there are a million other reasons why I was feeling cranky and why I inevitably snapped, but that's just it in a nutshell. But I did. I didn't snap too badly, but my son said something to me and I got really irritable and I snapped back. And like always, as I'm sure you're aware, I immediately regretted that moment of cranky, snappy, moody mama behavior. So I looked out the window. It was a beautiful, crystal clear morning already. So I told the kids to gather their things. They always have lots of things, (laughs) whatever it was that they wanted to play with and their muesli and to come down to the garden. My husband was still snoozing in bed at this point. It was probably only about 6.15 in the morning. The sun is literally already blazing onto our garden. We put the blind, uh, sorry, the, the, the umbrella up and we piled onto the deck chairs. And I had either side of me a child snuggled up against me playing with their toys and told them I was going to continue with my practice as I always do. So I'm continuing with my breath work and then I hear very clear guidance from my heart that it's time to tap. I was feeling heavy and cranky and clunky and stagnant and the energy in my body wasn't feeling conducive to a happy, beautiful morning with my family. So in case you're not aware of this, tapping is emotional freedom technique. It's a tool that I have harnessed many, many times as both a practitioner and for myself since 2013 when I first learned the technique. And EFT was clearly what I was being called to use today. I have used EFT regularly, daily for years and had periods of pause with it. And this was one of those periods I was in a period of pause and I felt called to bring it back up this particular morning. So I decided to tap as I usually do on what I was feeling in that moment and committed to tapping on what I was feeling until I felt different and lighter. So from the moment that my fingers tapped on my crown chakra, the tears poured like literally like somebody opened the floodgates or turned on a faucet. They just rolled on down. What sweet water relief. That moment that moment when you don't realize that you're holding the floodgates in, that moment when you didn't realize that you were so contracted that you were keeping things down and at bay and you've given yourself space finally for your body to release that holding and that containing so that you can just surrender it and heal, heal whatever's there. And our beautiful bodies that have been holding and containing for so long to stay in survival mode and to keep us moving forward are finally given the space to release. That was that moment. So there I am with two children, the sun blazing on us, early morning, the birds singing, and I'm tapping and I'm crying. And I'm tapping through how crap I was feeling and how crap I had been feeling and how over tired I felt and how tired of all the sick and the snot and the coughs and the relentlessness of life with two small children. I was done with the cycle in that moment. That's how it felt. I'm done with the cycle of fevers and the cycle of nighttime coughing and snot and for God's sake, just give me a break. And I was tapping through the mundane worries and the feeling of heaviness in my body and the frustration I was feeling that I was feeling crappy in my body and not feeling as shiny and bright and healthy. So nothing traumatic, right? I'm not talking here about anything majorly traumatic, of course. 
but you would have thought otherwise if you had saw me, if you'd seen me, sorry, in that moment because of the sobs and the crying that we're releasing. And I had, like I said, two children next to me and neither of them were flinching. They just looked at me and checked in and said, hey, mama, you okay? Why are you crying? And they ask because sometimes they see happy tears pouring out of my eyes and sometimes they see sad ones. So they ask because they're just checking in. Tears are normal to them and they were just curious and they needed clarification. And they're also checking in. Are they safe in this moment? Is everything okay? Do they need to put their amygdala on high alert here? Do they need to raise the red flag? Is this something for them to be concerned about? And of course, my response to them was just, my darlings, I'm just getting all of the sad feelings up and out so I can feel my happy again, so I can touch that again, so I can be with that joy again. And I had little hands reach over and give me a cuddle and a stroke before returning their busy hands back to their busy play. And so I continued to tap and cry until I felt that really beautiful, familiar wave of intensity begin to subside and feeling that relief roll through and then the softening and then what tends to happen for me with tapping sessions is I'll yawn quite a bit when I know I'm getting towards the end of a release or I'll start to lose flow with the words of what I think I'm tapping on because it's no longer my truth. And then I might start to shift in that moment to tapping on the positive. I choose to feel amazing. I remember that I am happy and joyful and I have so much to be grateful for and I'm so blessed, etc. So we end up staying outside until around 8.30 a.m., waking slowly, playing slowly amongst the birds and the bees and the beautiful bushland near our home. And the rest of the day, of course, was so much smoother. The creases were ironed out. I remember laughing, like full belly laughs at something Soleil was doing and realizing that it had been quite a few days since I'd laughed like that. And of course, I'd just taken off this heavy baggage and put, put it down and I was able to just tap into the joy of the moment. But what I really want to talk to you about with that story is the gratitude that I have that I've been able to teach my children safety and acceptance for all emotions and experiences. That they are able to witness me having an experience of both joy and laughter, <clears throat> excuse me, and lightness, and see that as a beautiful and good thing, but also to witness me in sadness and sometimes rage and sometimes hurt and see that as well as a beautiful and good thing and that there is as much as I've tried hopefully not too much of a hierarchy around these emotions I've also tried quite intently to not turn my children into parentified children so I don't ask them to fix me in that moment or to take away my pain in that moment or to be responsible for it or to manage it in some way it's simply I am sad and I'm doing something to support myself in this moment and these tears are healthy and it's a beautiful release and this is, this is life and this is how we do emotions. This is how we create emotional safety for ourselves and our experiences and for you too. So having them near me was just such a beautiful experience to witness 
how children don't have judgments about our emotions and our experiences because they are highly emotional. They live in their subconscious. They live in their subconscious. They're in their imagination and their feeling states always. And they don't have judgments around it. It's us that places judgments on it and labels and experiences right or wrong. That when somebody is crying that it needs to be quickly fixed or suppressed or shushed over and that we need to avoid certain feelings and, of course, anger and rage and all of those other more intense emotions are all bad and scary and wrong. So what my invitation is today, as you know, I always like to leave you with an invitation, is it's twofold. And number one is starting to stretch your capacity to be with your emotional experience and to honour what's moving through you and accepting that that is how you heal. So to paint a picture in that moment, I could have completely ignored the fact that I needed some support there. So outside of my usual practice, the tapping was a way for me to cut right through and get straight to the center and create a release. And I know that's what my higher guidance was asking of me. That's why my heart said, it's time to tap now. There's something here. We're going to shift it. It's not very deep. It's going to be very quick. And then you don't have to carry it for the rest of the day and create more problems for yourself. So by allowing myself to be with that, I created immediate healing and a very rapid return to wholeness. And so my invitation is, can you create more opportunities for you to be with your be with your body, be with your heart, be with your experiences and go towards what's there, lean in towards it and then allow it to be felt and released. Create more opportunities for you to cry without there being judgment and to cry without there being a story that this is wrong. What I could have done in that moment is ignored the need to heal, probably bubbled over until I was raging and cranky at the kids for everything and uh, suppressed it to the point where it had gone from being this surface level thing to pushing it deep down into darker places where it was going to fester and stew. That's what I could have done. That's what a lot of people do for years at a time. So my invitation is, could you do that and flip it? Do it differently. And then in doing that, the second part here is as you stretch your capacity to be with your emotions and the range of your emotions without judgment and to allow them to be fully felt without judgment, without suppressing, fixing, improving, rushing, feeling and releasing. Can you support your children not to fix yourself and not to fix them, but to be fully accepting and to fully hold themselves and others through the full range of emotions, zero judgment. So of course for a small child, it's not their job to hold somebody else, but they can simply learn that when somebody is crying, that there's nothing to fix, that it's okay just to place a hand on that person and say, I love you, and to let that person continue to feel, which is exactly what my children did. And that for themselves to know that they will be held and that they will be fully accepted without judgment when they are feeling. And of course, this always begins with us, doesn't it? We want our children to be able to emotionally regulate. We want them to have high emotional intelligence and the capacity to feel and to feel all feelings. I mean, the amount of women that I have coached over the years that aren't able to access rage 
or joy because it's all been suppressed and repressed and judged and condemned and squashed away and how that festers and then filters into all of their all of their experiences but we want the opposite for our children don't we we want our children to feel completely embodied in the full range of who they are as a human having a deeply spiritual and alive experience so as you create more safety and capacity and regulation and respect for your emotional experiences without rushing in without suppressing without shushing over you do that for your children as well you model that for your children and i'm going to say it again because it's really important this is not parentifying our children they are not here to fix us it is not my child's responsibility when i'm crying to get them to fix me and what that might look like for example is starting to cry and maybe my child would lean over and touch my arm and then i would say oh she would say what's wrong mama and then i would say oh this and this and then this happened and i feel like this and da 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 and downloading everything onto your child and expecting that child to listen and hold space no that's we're not doing that it's okay to be honest i'm a little bit sad mummy's just working through something and we take that to our therapist or our counselor or our partner or our friend if we need to download and unpack we don't do that with our children we create safety that all emotions are okay all emotions are to be felt all emotions are welcome none of them are bad we do not say you need to hear this out you need to fix this it's your job to listen to me and dump it on them even though that's not a conscious decision that we're we're doing the amount of times that i've experienced that as a child and other people have it's because we just unleash not remembering that this is actually a child that doesn't it, it, they are not responsible for what you're going through and in fact in fact that's incredibly damaging so i'm just making that very very clear that i am not talking about that at all I am most definitely talking about allowing emotions to be felt, to be seen, to take them out of the closet, making sure that they are done safely without harm, not inflicting pain on other people or not inflicting responsibility on other people. Feel. It's like I um I recall going to funerals as a child, funerals with white Australian families and funerals to you know Middle Eastern families. and they were starkly different the emotional outpouring of the latter the more middle eastern community was really raw and quite wild and a little bit shocking but also truthful truthful this is this is the pain and it's being expressed do i think it was always done very safely probably not and then you know the former example quiet little sniffles in the corner and nobody really expressing through sound or emotion and containing everything. Do I think there's a time and place for that? Yes, of course. I'm not in judgment of either of them. I'm just the the contrast was always so fascinating to me. So this is my invitation to you. Exploring emotional safety and capacity to be with and to respect the cycle and the waves and the whole spectrum of emotions, the whole spectrum. And then inviting that with your children or your partner or your staff or your colleagues or your clients or your groups sometimes when i'm guiding a breathwork journey in a group 
I can feel in the group that there is a release that is wanting to be felt and experienced, but the permission's not being given. For some reason, they're not allowing themselves to give permission. If I start making sound, and sound that is maybe guttural or emotive or somatically expressed, I will notice the invitation will ripple out to those that are ready for it and they'll receive that invitation and go, oh, it's actually safe for me to make sound and to cry and to howl and to sob. And then there is the healing. It's not that you have to make sound or that you have to cry, but for some of us we do. We have to have some safety created for us around releasing and being with emotion. And the same goes, let's flip it for joy. You're allowed to feel joy. It doesn't have to be this buzzy, jumping, ecstatic joy that maybe you've got in your head. But you're allowed to feel that lightness and that buoyancy through life. And if you want your children to experience that too, invite that in for yourself and create safety and capacity and stretch yourself into that emotion too. When it's there, let it be fully felt and expressed rather than, pushing it back and down, as perhaps you were taught you should do. It's not okay to be so joyful. Other people have it so bad and not so great as you. You really shouldn't express your joy so much. So that is my invitation. And I really hope that there is something here for you that lands and that sticks. And the emotional safety that I'm sharing and speaking of today and the capacity to be with the full spectrum of emotions. This is most certainly at the very center of so much of the work that I do, in particular, the Magdalene womb yoga that will be offered within the elemental womb journey that starts this Sunday. Because when we are with our body and having an embodied experience and with our breath and accessing ancient practices and kriyas, mudras, movement meditations, light language practices, we're staying in an energetic experience and we're accessing a new frequency. And when we access a new frequency and we start to raise our vibration, what often happens is there's a bit of a healing. And in that healing, there might be a requirement for you to release something old and stagnant. There might be sound, there might be tears, there might be breath, there might be an overwhelming sensation that moves through you. There might be bliss and laughter and giggles. And as we move through the practices, so we've got something for our body to do and our breath to do and our mind to focus on, we can create more capacity to be with what's shifting and clearing. And then we find in our day-to-day -day lives that we are more comfortable with our full spectrum. And in that comfort, that then leads to a more grounded sense of self, a wider window of tolerance, a more stable and centered regulated nervous system. So as you can see, the ripple effect is, is quite big. How we engage with people, how we react and respond versus react. It's pretty important work. So this is my invitation and I offer it to you from my heart to yours and I can't wait to hear how this lands for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like to join the Elemental womb journey that begins on november 6 please follow the link in my bio and join us so that we can practice together thank you for listening to woman awake if you found this episode supportive please subscribe and leave a five-star review on itunes this is the best way to cheer me on and ensure that woman awake lands in the hearts and ears of those that need it most if you think of someone that needs this medicine please do me a favor and share this on 
you can find me over at clarabade.com slash podcast. Thank you for being a part of this journey of awakening.